<laughs> well, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Hello, all you cats and kittens. Cool we are cats the... and kittens. Oh, fuck. Okay, you do it. <laughs> hey, cool Ooh. cats and kittens. It's Jenna we're here. The... And we're, yeah. we're the Terry Tigery Ladies. No, yeah. all of this is terrible. You guys should never be responsible for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was this channeling Carol real, real hard. <laughs> it was work. really scary. I didn't like it at oh, all. No, my we have a very special episode because we're in quarantine. It, How- <laughs> he heard the call of the wild. <laughs> Can I do a sound effect for a bonus episode? Yeah, yeah this sure. is our first Welcome bonus episode. Welcome to the bonus, 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 bonus episode! <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's bonus. (laughs) We're going to be discussing the hit Netflix docu-series, Tiger King. And we know all of you have watched it because we're all in quarantine and have nothing better to do. Murder, mayhem, and madness. The same guys who brought you Firefest. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, I didn't know that. That was also a good documentary. I didn't watch that. Which lent to their credibility, I think. But uh, I'm curious, what was everyone's first impressions after watching the first episode? What were you thinking as they were introducing all the characters? I honestly thought that, um, like, I might be getting spoofed and that this was, like, a Blair Witch Project type thing where they advertise it as being real and then later on they're like, oh, no, this is just, like, a funny thing that we created. It's not real. But then as I went on further in the episode, I was like, Holy shit, this is not a joke. This is these are the worst people on planet Earth. I honestly uh I thought the first episode was like interesting and whatever, but I wasn't exactly hooked until the second episode. So my first experience I kind of like pushed through it. Um cuz it cuz it I think it led really animal abuse heavy and that's what it's about, so I get it, but it was a little hard to stomach without a, a lot of relief from it. Jenna, Sonia, what did you guys think? I thought he was a cool gay man at the beginning. I'm very gullible. So I was like, I saw his mullet and he had a funny accent. And I was like, two gay men in the South. Like, what a what a, what a sight to see. His, his gayness <laughs> really was like a redeeming factor for sure. Yeah, he's so like fabulous and spicy. But um, I can't remember what what parts of the animal abuse were they showing in the first episode? Was it just like the tigers in the cages or? Uh, yeah, it was, I guess animal, I'd use the word animal abuse just to describe, I guess, um, them showing a lot of the animals in captivity. So I thought the documentary was going to be very solely focused on how poor those conditions were for the animals. But it got a right. little more interesting. Not that that's not interesting, but it's just very clearly bad and hard to watch. Um, and it, yeah. it just got a little bit more nuanced in further episodes. I love how the um, the disclaimer for the show at the top of it, the little bar at the top, whenever I was watching it, I noticed every time that it said um, it was like the rating or whatever for language, smoking, and animal harm. It's like, that's what this <laughs> show is about. Pretty like, much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But yeah, I agree with you. what you said, Brayden. It's like the the animal abuse and i'm pretty pretty much every episode like you didn't really see a lot of super 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 intense things just because everybody does know that's bad it's like this guy could go i don't i didn't i didn't know i was just like well like obviously it's probably not ideal for them to be in cage like i mean it's it's wired walls so i guess it's a cage but they seemed like they had like enough room i'm sure they'd rather not be there but I, I, I didn't know much about it. I was like, I don't know what tigers want. <laughs> like, I don't know what they like. Like, do they mind being taken care of in these conditions? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I It's just, even I just, just like the amount. Like, what? why do you need t- over 200 tigers on this property? Like, there's no way they have enough room. There's no way they have enough fucking food. There's, it's just all bad. And, but that's, but I think that's the thing too about like certain animal stuff. It's like they know that, um, you can't do a seven episode documentary on animal harm in a zoo. People won't fucking watch that. They won't because people have made up their minds about animal harm. And they even mentioned that in one of the later episodes. It's like that doesn't sell you anything. That doesn't get you anything. Like they knew that the factor that would make people watch were the characters. So they didn't focus as much on that. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I, I agree. 
Also, with the animal abuse, just to touch on that, I, I was kind of ignorant to the fact that people didn't know that was fucked up, I guess. I guess so is Ainsley. We mm-hmm. both didn't realize. My mom has been very, very vocal about that since I was a little kid because my grandparents would take us to Marineland every year and the zoo, etc. And my mom would never come and kind of make a big deal about it. So I was kind of just raised thinking that, I guess, although still going to those places because I was a child. Um, I actually watched the first episode with my mom and she just kind of said the guy was an idiot over and over so maybe that was part of the reason why the first episode was hard to watch (laughs) yeah because i was like oh did they really i was like did i miss that part (laughs) i was like i i don't know yeah i um Um, right from the beginning i was completely enthralled with it after they kept introducing every new character it was like i i would get more and more excited i think there's just something about learning about this these type of people specifically who inhabit the u.s that like I, you can't take your eyes away it's like it, um, had, it had the opposite effect on me like each new each new character i was like fuck this i do not want to watch this like don't add any more people or i'm out like these people are really fucked. i really like the long the long-haired blonde oh my God, guy me too the best, Nick. i loved it he was so sad at the yeah. end he was I, so um, sad um, I really liked Saf, like Me the too. lesbian who yeah. gets her arm torn off. Like, she was hot as fuck. Yeah, she was, she was hot. She was also just, I felt like she was one of the best, like, voices of reason. Like, she wasn't too subjective throughout the whole thing. She kind of just said everything how it was. I don't um, think she was I necessarily like. reasonable. She got her arm ripped off, then went back to work five days later. Like she is a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> well, but at this, I don't know. I thought that, and she I was discount one of the anyone who sane. worked there. So I think well, she's she, one of the in most the U.S. People. They don't have uh, free health care. So when they were like, you know, do you want to just like get this over with? She was like, well, yeah, just amputate it because I can't afford two being years, like no. But that's not the issue years. with it. The issue is that she got her arm ripped off. Her boss said, "Oh, I'm never going to financially recover from this." Not, "Oh, how are you?" And then she went back five days later. She, so like that's that's, job, that's a special kind of stupid. You yeah, know? it's her job, <laughs> like, and I also I feel like she. Uh, and this is like what we're going to get to later in this episode is that a lot of the time it's like these people kind of get like sucked into this world and they come from really horrible backgrounds where they don't have a lot of choices thrown at them that's um, another reason i was gullible because at first he, it was like oh he hires all these convicts and all these people who don't have like another shot i was like how great how like how wonderful <laughs> is that and then later on it's like no this was like serious exploitation <laughs> yeah like it was not yeah i think with her too um, she was like more reasonable than a lot of the characters but she did kind of defend him in a lot of ways i didn't agree with yeah she did um i still like her but yeah i agree with you um, nick uh, I, I i really didn't take issue with anything nick the long blonde-haired man said the whole time he just seemed like a sad yeah, sad he man seemed like just literally loving the those only person in that entire documentary sad. that cared about the animals <laughs> like truly i agree he seemed like really fucked up in the last episode like he was fucked from this shit yeah, like well, was there was just like 26ers yeah. of smirnoff in like every room and he was just like yeah i was like holy fuck my, this guy needs my help. favorite line from him in the whole series was when they asked him how many wives that one guy had yeah. he said i don't give yeah. a fuck or whatever <laughs> yeah they're all like everyone's like saying two two to four and then someone else is like seven or eight at least and he's like i don't give a fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I like this guy. Yeah. um carol baskin then we're introduced to carol baskin who also has tigers on her property but her situation is very different what were your thoughts on her and do you think she's better or worse or the same as joe I think she's, like, better in a sense, like, if you're comparing, like, two terrible things and one is, like, quantifiably a little bit worse just based on numbers, then, yeah, I guess she's a little bit better than is it Joe Is it Exotic, just because she doesn't breed them? And she doesn't do the cup um, She doesn't do the cup bedding. She doesn't breed right. them. Like, those are, like, little tiny silver linings to a massive problem. But she's still exploiting animals. She's just wearing a different mask while she does it, in my opinion. Like, I don't find her this, like, martyr. And especially because she used to breed those animals and she used to sell the baby cubs and she used to do all the same exact shit she's just wearing a different mask now because she knows that will give her a little bit of profit as well and it's like if you really fucking 
cared about all these animals and like just wanted to rescue them and have them live out the rest of their lives as normal as you can possibly bring them to be then you would spend your fucking millions and millions and millions of dollars on doing just that instead of inviting a bunch of random strangers in to gawk at them and take pictures and fucking do shit like why are you doing that if you really care about the animals you don't like i think she's fucking batshit the volunteer hierarchy of different red shirts. shirts. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like, I don't even know shirts. them until they reach the navy blue. And I'm like, how do you not know people? I what? Of her like, as just in terms of her character, I think I described it as like kind of like a cat lady, but Florida. So she was just like one of those fucking crazy cat ladies, but with access to exotic cats. Like instead. large cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like a amplified yeah. Florida version of a cat lady. Okay, so she gave me serious Carla Homolka vibes. Oh, a hundred percent. Like the way that she looks, and then the footage of her when she was younger, in particular, I was like, oh my god, is that fucking Carla Homolka? Like it was so weird. Just like this kind of like blonde, sinister yes. lady who like seems like on the surface would be like a nice, normal person, but like very dark she's stuff like inside with her flowers. I honestly, yeah, I honestly think she's like just some sociopathic woman who probably has like two foot tiger dick dildos under her bed and makes Harold wear them and like meow at her while they fuck like she's honestly fucked for sure her husband was also so interesting and like I didn't he was very weird very fucking he looks like a royal prince no that's what Tiffany the girl watched it was said he looked like Prince Charles is it Charles like he looks like a royal prince I was able when I was on webcam with Danielle and Graham last night I was able to squish my face to look exactly like him I'll send you guys a picture later but I just like took my hands around my face squished it so that there was like folds all around and uh, they were like you that's him like you <laughs> you did a good job when they showed the photo of thing. him in like the leopard cat outfit with a oh. the leash around his oh. neck oh my god I was like, <laughs> that is her little so bitch such beautiful ways so do you perfect for each other though like, he was so yeah match and, made like, in hell um what is that what is the one fucking quote when Joe Exotic goes to jail and then Harold goes, I saved these little tiny champagne bottles for good days. And let me tell you, today is definitely going to be a champagne and brie night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Harold. Was, like crazy guy. was it Harold or Howard? <laughs> I don't know. It's Harold. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, uh, he also seemed somewhat intel- or like well-informed legally. Was he a lawyer or what mm-hmm. was his job like he seemed to have all the I don't info. I don't know what his job was but yeah he was always with like politicians and shit so I'm wondering if he had some sort of like government job someone on sure. reddit was speculating that because Carol was saying that she met him in some province on some street um which sounds totally <laughs> innocuous <laughs> <What>? <laughs> But, um, like, say it was, like, Nevada Street. I don't know. And and someone commented saying, anyone who lives in that state knows that Nevada Street is, like, notorious for where, like, prostitutes, street prostitutes are. So they're like, I think that she was a prostitute. And then that's how she met him. That was, like, the implication. But this is, like, really a random fucking Reddit comment. <laughs> this is based on nothing. But yeah. Oh, you're, aren't you talking about her first husband that went missing? Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. I misinterpreted that. That makes more yeah. sense because she was walking down the road and he picked her up, right? I don't think she would have been a prostitute after because she was, like, rich after. Mm. Yes, you're right. That that and makes a lot more sense. Husband. Very true. And Okay, so do you guys think she killed her ex-husband? I honestly don't, don't know. So. There's not enough evidence. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I definitely, I got all the sinister, like, flower crown wearing, like, hippie fuck vibes from her, but... Um, I don't know like when they talked about how he had different um, you know like stashes of cash and gold bars hidden everywhere um, I think and I also think it was telling when his one friend I think it was his friend um, or like associate who said that when they're building a cage and he's like if I can pull this off it'll be the slickest thing I've done Um, and I think he generally just fucked off and he had been creating a different life for himself in Costa Rica and him and Carol weren't getting along and he just Maybe he wanted to even set it up as if it looked like she killed him. I was also, I was telling Dylan too, with that whole situation, like um, his daughters, like her, the dead husband's daughters or whatever, it sounded like they were all sitting there talking about it and it sounded like they were just like conspiring against her with no evidence. Like I made the point that it's like they requested that um, the police 
like take samples and investigate um, their meat grinder that they had on site. And I was like, that's what you want them to investigate? Why not the generic weapons like knives and shit? They're like, go to the meat grinder. It's like this all sounds just like fucking hysteria to me, you know? I thought, um, yeah, I thought the the people that were most vocal against uh, about her killing him were generally people that had reason to not like her, such as his daughters from her first marriage that lost out on a lot of money from yeah. her. And they were given some of the inheritance, and I thought that was a little weird, because, like, why wouldn't she get most of the money? It was their money. They were married for a long time. Yeah. I didn't really see why they would get a huge inheritance from some like, they he died and he was married to someone. And then the they were the most vocal about it, and uh, Joe, who obviously had very much reason to push that agenda. I think Occam's razor would be that she that he just left. He had a girlfriend in Costa Rica, yeah. and the means to escape, and it made sense because, and he would, and with him leaving the note uh, for his assistant saying like it was her, he was obviously trying to frame her so they wouldn't come looking for him. Is what I got from that. Not obviously, but that's what I thought. Going to back to his ex-wife and his daughters, Ryan was like, they they all look like they just sit around and talk shit all day. A hundred percent. Over tea. It was really hard to tell which one was like the mom and which one was the aunt. They yeah, all had married like, the same 14. hairstyle, but different. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if she did it. I think, I don't really think so, but it's nice to like speculate about it. It's kind of funny, but. I thought their feud, like the feud between Carol and uh, Joe was very interesting and like I just love a good feud there's just something so satisfying about it and it's almost cartoonish the way Joe would like come up with these little tricks and pranks to try to get Carol um either putting something in front of her area or getting someone to sneak in like they had all these fucking plans I was like fuck I wish I had the motivation to care about anything as much as he cares about fucking over Carol he's quite impassioned by it it seems like at the start they were both a bit maybe I'm giving them too much credit but they both seemed like they both knew they were making money off of it and they were both a bit in on the joke and then when she kind of made it a financial thing it became less of a silly joke because mm. she kind of like it was just like watching like a like a like mean girls or something like one person's kind of jealous of another person because they kind of have something they have and then they have to do all these weird little things to try and bring them down it was, it was absolutely wild that he got hold of her diary and then his, yeah, how like, did that happen series? oh also he read that out as though we would be like what an idiot <laughs> everything she said was so yeah, you know, she, she was like i'm very like, concerned about his perversions <laughs> it's like yeah that's, yeah that's pretty scary and i'm sorry she also i don't know she had that like she ran away from home when she was 15 and was like gang raped she obviously has some fucked up issues and insecurities with relationships and domineering men yeah everyone everyone's got a story in this story (laughs) yeah he i remember him reading the part about him like having another girlfriend and she'd he like she'd like to be his only woman like uh, can you imagine thinking that i was like yeah that seems very reasonable (laughs) Now, what about uh, Doc Antle? The oh, this guy is the doctor, of, the doctor of mystical science. <laughs> what 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 was his name again? Bhagavan. I wrote down. He said that it yeah. means Lord or friend of God, which is just it was, so he gave it himself the same name as that cult leader, and I can't remember the place, but there was another like popular Netflix documentary. Oh, they showed Oregon? a clip of that guy. The other cult, yeah, that was the same name. What a fucking tard. Um. I just he was just so he's fucked up but I can give him a little bit of props because at least he's like the only guy in this whole series um who's pretty upfront about his like weird sex cult and animal fetish shit you know what I mean like he makes his female employees dress up as sexy cats and shit I'm like the other people obviously want to fuck tigers but they just don't say it you know I, I don't know <laughs> he didn't say it though the documentary framed no, he didn't the documentary he kept saying it wasn't framed it like like between, I know he like, didn't they, the way that they edited it 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 was like making these stark comparisons like he they wasn't made like... it pretty obvious though is what i mean not like he like explicitly said i want to fuck tigers i mean like it's just very obvious that at least like he had some weird shit going on you know like i disagree i thought yeah. he was one of the most um deceit uh like ugh, devious ones of them about hiding it because he he was more successful at it it seemed and also he 
was kind of a pedophile, right? He kept like enticing these these children yeah. to work for him as his quote unquote apprentices, mm-hmm. and then he they were all his wives in the end. So he that was that was one of the more sinister qualities to the documentary. Yeah, I for think sure. he's definitely. He born. also had this. He also had this quote at one point. I think it was him, and it made us laugh really hard. He goes. He was talking about tigers, and he goes, anyone that says they don't like tigers, it's insecure and broken. Yes. <laughs> like, what yes. a weird stance. <laughs> he also had a very quotable quote where he said, men are pigs and women are sheep. Yeah, he did yeah, say that, and yeah. that stuck with me as well. Which is just disgusting. Like, he's a terrible, terrible, terrible man, as are all of the people in this documentary, but... Ooh. Well, he was sexually exploiting everyone who worked there, and then also making them work however many from eight till also midnight. yeah regular exploiting yeah his was like a full-fledged cult yeah kind of right yeah 100%. it seems like joe had a bit of a cult too but it was a little less sophisticated because he kind of just yeah. like he used drugs erratic. and stuff to <laughs> and like preyed on people who were economically poor but then this doc yeah. guy did the like psychological angle more and the classic like young women mm-hmm. bringing them in indoctrinating um, them and was like more and was better at it because he was more well-spoken and wealthier yeah exactly yes. and when that girl said her dad dropped her off and was like don't fall in love with your boss yeah, like i can't imagine that, dropping my daughter off with that fucking guy and being like well <laughs> good luck <laughs> i'd be like yeah, no 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 <laughs> We're going to the. Well, you other have to th- imagine she has a fucked up relationship with her dad if she's susceptible to joining this cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he dropped her off. Yeah, you're probably right. He is just a weird guy. Can we for also a second just talk about that weird guy who was like the uh, guy who was filming the reality show of Joe Exotic or whatever, Rick or the producer? The producer? Not his our producer, the producer, but voice? the producer. Was anyone else just losing it at his voice? No, he had a cool old man smoker's voice. No, he, he didn't. Was very scary. He had the no, word. He was like, like, "Hey, yeah, everyone was saying this. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, a, the first word out of his mouth, Dylan and I fucking lost it. Like, I cried laughing because it was just such a bad voice. Really? It didn't even I register. I didn't even notice yeah, it. I didn't notice it either. <laughs> I thought he had like it's a radio terrible. voice. No, it's the worst. I hate. He it. He had a radio so hat. So, do you think that he? Uh, first of all, he hit the jackpot. He was like totally correct to to tap the joe exotic and his team for a reality show Mm -hmm. um but yeah do you think that joe burned down the cabin with all the the footage in it 100 (laughs) percent. yeah yeah when he he was like in a blazing inferno wait start again (laughs) blazing inferno just nothing but flame and fire i think also (laughs) later on in like some of the later episodes too when he had a giant burn pit and once was again burning like laptops and like records and shit i was like this is literally just an example of what you did before like he has an mo for sure um also with that guy that whole story he told like a week before he was like i own you and all this footage and then put it and he had it in there with no backup i know like joe's whole thing was that he thought he owned everything don't say that to him when you don't have backup that seems so (laughs) obvious sean said he was like flabbergasted that he didn't back it up he's like it is industry standard this was like six years ago like he should have backed that shit up every single day like he he was like i can't Mm. believe it like it just boggles my mind it's just not it's not fucking done it's not fucking done that you don't back all of your stuff up when you're doing something like that can you live with like a meth addict yeah when you're filming a lunatic who's like (laughs) yeah he's like shooting guns at his (laughs) mother-in-law and you you keep the footage in a fucking alligator (laughs) as much as this producer was like kind of shed light on like him being like this oh yeah i'm I'm a voice of reason i'm on the outside of all this but it's like this dude fucking lived there like he was there 24 7 admittedly like you've got to be a little bit fucking insane to do that too like i don't think that he was just this bystander filming things with like journalistic integrity like he was probably getting fucked up with all of them he was probably and at the end he had that um statement when you know everything went to shit and joe was in jail and he was like you know i propagated the image that joe cared about these animals like that was me I was filming him trying to frame it as such when that wasn't what was happening. And mm-hmm. he's like, and that's yeah. like one of the biggest things I regret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was going to say Sean pointed out something else interesting. Uh, every time that producer was talking, he was smoking a cigarette and you could tell which scenes they filmed first because he'd only have like one cigarette in the ashtray. Yeah. But sometimes like, <laughs> like yeah, there it just like, like changed. And I was like, yeah. who is peeing? Did, did someone just pee? Jenna, it was definitely Jenna. Jenna, you, she turned it off. Did you just fucking <laughs> piss? Like, <laughs> you realize this is on the podcast. <laughs> You have to mute leave your- it in. Oh leave it God. in. We have to leave it in. Okay, we, we can all we hear you. That's how we. How would we know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. We are, we're keeping this. Yeah, we're keeping um, it. Sorry, here's Jenna. We understand that you're you're not near your mic right now. We get it. We're joking. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna add a piss sound to, yeah. so that the listeners 100%. know what happened. Yeah, um, um so i think this was around the time when uh he revealed that this was he was the reason that he was able to produce his like internet show and all his music videos and stuff because i was very confused i was like how does this like fucking hillbilly this eccentric hillbilly know have the technical know-how and like the access to all this equipment to do these music videos and this show and it's like oh this fucking producer guy was helping him as part of the plan um yeah, it was very meta. It was the documentary filming, the guy filming the yeah, reality yeah. show, filming yeah. his TV show. <laughs> Truly, one of the greatest tragedies of this documentary is that that footage was lost. Yeah, I know. can you imagine how he felt? <laughs> and, and the, but besides his, I just mean we didn't get to see it. Yeah. I was thinking in the sense that it. like not even it's good shit, is that there's probably so much fucking incriminating shit on that i just want to see i know um also (laughs) when uh when he was uh watching (coughs) when the producer was saying that he was like watching himself which on the camera our producer uh the tiger king producer the what's his name rick rick hat hat guy i don't know it's rick what's his name they all look so similar i know i was having trouble but um he was like yeah he's watching himself on the camera like he's such a narcissist he's watching the same scene over and over again i was like i'm pretty sure like every single millennial does that with their social media stuff but it was just funny for yeah, him to be like it's this fucking psycho i was just like this is like totally normal thing to do now mm-hmm. but they were like yeah, this is the and you mark went up of, to a, this lunatic. of a yeah <laughs> sick mind you went up to the lunatic and col- told him he was the tiger king yeah. <laughs> and then you're like con- you're confused when he takes that to heart Made him a throne out of red velvet yeah. and then he sat on the throne that i provided him <laughs> that reminds me too of when uh like carol baskin or whatever she was bitching at some point in one of her interviews being like oh like yeah joe exotic and all these people like they're only in it for the money and they're all like all they do all day is go look at me look at me and film videos and look at me look at me it's like you're in a goddamn documentary and you literally spend every day running a business where fucking people come to look at you and your fucking animals like you're the exact same how do you not see that like she made her pro- she made her money because her thing was not for profit. So she made her money from Facebook. It seems yeah, like. it, the fucking millions of views. Like it, 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 she's mm-hmm. making a killing off of those posts, and I was like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about this documentary, I think, is I haven't looked too much at the internet response from it, but I'm assuming she thinks that she looks good in the documentary. No, came she out. she came out um, two days after and said that she really didn't like the way that they portrayed her and how that whole episode was dedicated to potentially it framing her as though she killed her husband. And she like went on and on and like <laughs> made arguments for every point that the people made. Um, my, my Sorry, I worded that correctly. Is that like while filming it, I think that she would have thought she was going to come out well. And it, she didn't, obviously. Oh, I didn't mean oh, that she yeah. thought so after viewing it. So I like you could s- tell by the way she spoke that she was speaking as though she was on the producer of the documentary side, sort of. Yeah. Like, can you believe this crazy person? But she was mm-hmm. coming across equally crazy. Yeah. And then you see the footage and you're like, oh, that's what I look like. Her riding around the leopard bike. The slow-mo shots of her really like captured her essence. She would kind of just like be looking away and then look slowly towards the camera and it really I don't know, captured something special. Even like her little interviews in her house too, like she herself had a little throne with like carved out lion arm handles and like everything. Yeah, she's like, what kind of leopard? Fucking (laughs) crazy person has a little leopard stuff. She's like sitting on all this leopard shit. (laughs) Okay, wait, almost everyone they interviewed as well, the decor around them in each room, like 
every single person even like the chief investigator guy had like a gaudy animal statue like every single one of them i was like what the fuck yeah you can identify a cult leader through their room Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was it was very much like the stereotype of florida you see on the internet and the florida man thing it was pretty it was like a personified or something documentary of that it yeah was there was like exactly eight florida mans in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were all florida mans um carol was a florida man so uh it's it's funny um at one point i recognized a journalist in there when they were talking about um exotic jo- joe exotic and all the attention he was getting and you guys know sean majumder the canadian you'd probably recognize him if you saw him uh he was like on this hour's 22 minutes oh um, yeah he- yeah he was in the episode right yeah 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 like he was interviewing him at one point because he's like Mm. oh this crazy guy he like uh fucking owns this zoo thing Mm -hmm. um and and while he was there travis fired a gun at some explosives and it caused a huge explosion and he was like now i think back and like i'm like oh my god i know what their relationship was now i know now there's a really high chance the guy who blew shit up was high on meth right when we were shooting that i remember making the comment in my mind that this guy is way too sweaty for the temperature right now (laughs) (laughs) honestly his gun shit and his explosive shit really pissed me off the whole time because he's like oh yeah look at me and my tigers and my guns it's like animals don't fucking do well with loud noises and stuff blowing up and explosions and you shooting things like that's irritating your animals it's so it was so and it's just like when he said too, like it'll be Waco if anyone tries to take my animals. I was like, this guy's so fucked. Why does anyone even go near him for an interview? It's so scary. Travis, I noticed with Travis too in his intro interview thing. You know when he was calling himself a beautiful boy or whatever. <laughs> in his like when they first <laughs> captured yeah. him, he was so sweaty. I remember yeah, thinking yeah. that I'm like, is this guy very nervous? Or I I don't know why it didn't occur to me that they were all fucked up. I know, and like it's, it's, it's revealed like... five episodes in. It's like okay, yes, there was a lot of meth. Yeah, in site. hindsight, that is the most obvious thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen in my life. They all look like. Like they're on uh, yeah and i was like how did he get this clearly straight young boy to to do this and i'm like Rogues. i guess I, I don't know we'll find out <laughs> and then it's like oh crystal also Mess. like that's, what that's the what fuck was. at travis's death he just like aimed a gun at his head thought it wouldn't shoot or something and then shot it well when you're used to being around guns and just like shooting them and shooting stuff and you're high on crystal meth and you have like literal his brain was probably fucking melted from doing so many drugs and and you're could, literally I, I, a prisoner within a zoo. He wasn't allowed to leave. He was clearly and he was in, straight and fucking a man for years. Like that's gonna fuck you. But up. it's like even all this emotional shit. He like literally put a gun to his head and like it wasn't even a suicide. It was like an it was an accident. Right? Like it's just fucked. it makes sense like, to me why that would happen because I guess he did that a lot. Yeah, and he just like by accidentally had a loaded one that one time. But uh, can we please just for one second? talk about the like gay wedding pictures oh and, like, my god we should <laughs> um, i would like to replicate those 100 percent, we must <laughs> it's just it, yeah, it that, was, that was shocking shocking it, pictures <laughs> it was so sad it's just like because you see it all the time with uh like young women i guess and like older men and then seeing it like it's the same thing but with a, a young man and now there's two men and mm-hmm. both of them are clearly not happy that this is happening and it's fucking like hard to watch it was really mm-hmm. really hard to watch the the wedding pictures were just like i don't even understand like those are the type of pictures they you see so on the funny. internet and you're like Haha, no way in where hell do you do think they got their do outfits do you think they got them custom made or do you think that which wedding pictures they... are we talking about though because in my mind for some reason i'm thinking of that one picture where they're all like half reclining and the three of them oh are all yeah together. i know what you're talking about <laughs> wedding pictures they're all so, so good exotic travis was very handsome so... i yeah, get he was why he hot was as fuck him. Travis got yeah. Travis was very handsome, and I honest. What's what's the other boyfriend? John. Joe. Jo- no, it's- no, oh right. John. <laughs> <laughs> John. All their names are too. Uh, John also mm. like except for his meth teeth. I thought was like decent. Such looking. a and sweetheart. I think he got his teeth. 
He got his teeth fixed. Yeah, that, like, that was oh, nice to see. This, this was one of my really like, biggest like, things when whenever John was talking about, like, yeah, Joe was showering me with gifts and shit. I was like, he was, he was showering you with gifts, but couldn't buy you a new fucking tooth? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? There's a scene in it, too, when, um, <laughs> I do too when like, the the documentary makers or whatever mention meth mouth and they're all talking about meth mouth and then it cuts back to John and he just goes <laughs> and smiles and it, it's just a zoom in on his teeth. It was honestly perfect though. <laughs> it was perfect for like you idiots. You didn't know they were on yeah. meth. Yeah. Yeah. Like look at this. That, that was another moment where I was like wow. <laughs> I'm just like, I thought he was just like poor I guess. I just swear that was awful. But, but I loved John I from the beginning. I was like oh he seems like such a sweetheart and again at the beginning when I was still like a little bit like intrigued by their relationship it seemed from the way they were portraying it to be very real because yes. it's like two gay men in the south like why would you want to pretend you're gay right <laughs> like and, and and john with like his like tattoos or whatever and other people were saying like you know you wouldn't think he's gay and he is very like this uh you could just tell he's one of those guys with a tough exterior but a heart of gold and um mm-hmm towards the end he's like I-, I love my pink camo gun oh that was yeah. so cute yeah. <laughs> I I was like, fun of, but... he's like I just like it yeah. Yeah. So wait while we're on the topic of his like lovers and how they were actually straight what do you guys think about his uh, second marriage to Dylan and I don't understand where he went like boy. he literally just dropped off the face of the documentary towards the end he was in there for like five minutes and then was just out he, and would, he married he him came two back, months after. Uh, the he was talking to him during in jail and saying he wouldn't go anywhere. He seemed actually gay. Yeah, yeah he did. Two months <laughs> later, that's not okay. He was like, probably on meth too. Your lover though. dies, and two months later, that's too soon. Too soon. And you made the mom come. Oh, yeah. that was despicable. Was the mom on meth I, in the episode? Yes. Should I speculate that? She kind of people on the internet were saying like, she was on meth, and I thought at this point that no one could surprise me that people were on meth. But fool me once, shame on me. No, fuck, I'm doing the George Bush thing. I, I forget how it goes, but yeah, like when, they were like, yeah, she was clearly fucked up in all the earlier scenes, and I was like, God, I'm so fucking stupid. Like, why can't I tell when people are fucked up? But yeah, she was probably fucked up. That funeral was a tragedy in itself as well. Like that was a fucking like Him nightmare situation. Oh my God. What a narcissist. Like what a horrible fucking person. Like just that one yeah. time can you not make this about your fucking self? Mm-hmm. He's just like I loved it when he'd put my his balls in my face and I'm like yeah. <laughs> I doubt anyone wants to hear that right now. I mean, I don't know. Oklahoma's a crazy city. They all own tigers, so maybe I'm very <laughs> wrong about that, but that just <laughs> seems profoundly disrespectful. I don't know. Considering that he wasn't yeah. gay, right? Like Yeah. And the mom was even saying she's like he even made that dramatic, etc. Mm-hmm. The funeral, I mean. So then we have a new character coming in. Um <laughs> this Jeff Lowe guy, this like weird I already gangster, forgot about him. Um who had like this kind of like kind demeanor, but like no, every time he, he talked or moved, his like nastiness came out. Well, and that's like that's one of the main traits of a con artist. They're very charismatic. And he creepy, yeah, he, the you know, they're well spoken. They can make you believe whatever. He has those like icy blue eyes. <laughs> what the fuck? He, has, he had like fake redneckness going on too. Yeah, I got wealthy. that too. So all his clothes were very clean and like yeah, brand name. Like he's wearing an Oakley bandana. He was the biggest villain of the whole series. I agree. So too. He was the villain of villains. He united all the other villains. Did you guys like ever ponder like what the fuck his hair actually looked like under his like bandanas and hats? Like it I know, was he driving had, like, Jerry me insane. <laughs> yeah, I was like, didn't but his... didn't Joe say that he was actually wearing a toupee? No, in his mug shots, like he's like balding on top, but he slicks all his hair back. But it's a really bad picture. But I just want to know what the fuck his hair looks like. Because he has like a skullet going Maybe on. Maybe someone can do an investigation. Shot. They're Las Vegas Him tiger and his fucking parties. creepy ass wife. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's just sad. He would just say like degrading, sexist, terrible shit, and she'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, really which is kind of so sad, sad, but also she sucks. Yeah, yeah super sucks. Like some fuck. I, yeah, it's hard to watch. Again, it's like another situation like that where it's like, what are you doing? 
um but like what is up with all these why is everyone who owns a cat like a fucking culty sex pervert type person because you have to be a special kind of fucked up to be like like hoard exotic animals you gotta why, be why why exotic i animals? think it's the power trip of it 100%. like it makes you feel like a god that seems to be what they all have in common and i think why it attracts people we had kind of discussed it i think part of it is it's a sign of wealth um yeah. and danger and they were they were attracting people in las vegas and stuff so there's a particular type of energy there i think yeah. people are looking for danger and- yeah and i think yeah, too, as- like the, fe- the like fetishism in it all and just like them being obsessed with power like it's kind of the same thing for like hunters who mount like creepy big game taxidermy heads all over your house like you're not mm-hmm. into wildlife if you want to display their puppet heads all over your home you want to dominate wildlife if you do that you want to show everyone how big your dick and your gun is it's just like Wiener. fucking weird you know what i mean like it's not at the end of the day yeah. like they're they're psychotic <laughs> like well as jeff lowe said a little pussy gets a lot of pussy <laughs> And I was like, his wife creepily laughs. Yeah, she's gonna give. She's gonna give birth to the baby, then get right back to the gym. Then they're gonna hire that sexy man. Yeah, every every single thing he said was so fucking evil. Like Mm -hmm. she was announcing her pregnancy, and he made it evil. Like, and then she has to get back into the gym. It's like what? Yeah, Yeah, I find I found him very, very, very like scary every time he spoke. Like I was very worried for what he was gonna say and all of his little like sneaking around and recording everything i was like how are you not in jail right now what also added another layer to his like villainhood was his right hand man who was clearly also fucked up and the marshmallow man alan i've never i've oh fuck alan sorry i was thinking about this the dude who owned the strip club who was oh no that was no man i've ever seen before he was like a trapezoid but like round edges (laughs) (laughs) he was one of the ugliest people like so unfortunate what was his story we we talked about his his description was just business man we were talking about him and he was like he didn't seem inherently evil just like slimy yeah like he's doing like he's crooked (laughs) like if but he like, kind of seems like someone evil, if you led like... down a good path he would still be a little crooked but like he would be cool you know like if, if he worked <laughs> yeah. at a daycare he would still be like the same personality you know what i mean like nothing would change yeah. in him but he would be like doing good instead of bad you know he's like, just, like skeevy he's just weird... like and he'd be like he kind of felt bad about stuff but like not one of my bad. one of my favorite things in like all of the episodes is when alan um called joe a goldilocks bitch (laughs) (laughs) okay but alan for sure was gonna kill the the girl sorry and like and uh what's fuck their names are all the same jeff also was part of that for sure yes i agree with that i think they set joe up like completely but i think joe also wanted to kill her i think they're all guilty also like him trying to put a hit on her is the most logical thing none of these are like good people no, I, yeah. I would be surprised if he didn't do that i'm like you don't have morals or ethics like why don't you kill the girl <laughs> like i don't know you don't care about anything else but then it's like he would have no content he would have nothing to say if he didn't have an That's enemy true. it's like batman but and when the she was like bleeding him dry like when he was like completely losing all his money to her i'm like i'm surprised these people haven't killed her all mm-hmm. he talks about is killing her. but also yeah. it's just so obvious if he were to hire someone to yeah. kill her too because he literally has videos of him like shooting a mannequin of her head and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's know? like really i hope you die carol bitch if you ever die it's because of me just <laughs> yeah. so everyone knows putting a bullet like... right in your, between your fucking eyes i remember <laughs> like like years ago seeing these weird videos of joe exotic like these this weird shit it was like coming up online i read it on reddit somewhere on like one of like the animal rights things and i was watching these videos like huh, this guy's crazy and now this like documentary has come out and i'm like holy shit holy shit it's the same dude he really was crazy like i remember mm. seeing him on uh john oliver's show oh you you, you saw that segment when it came out video. yeah <laughs> and I, I didn't like th- i didn't think about it too much after but i remember like after seeing it again i recall it but his videos were i do you think like they were genius they were the exact perfect level of like low quality yeah, they were <laughs> i don't know it was yeah perfect. they were like not when not when he cut on that was and exactly started, like making his governor videos but yeah, they were perfect. Yeah, that was exactly what the internet was clamoring for at that time. And I, um, 
Yeah, let's talk about his run for presidency. Okay. It's so funny that after everything you know about him, he's like, and now I want to run for president. Yeah. I was like, of course. This is exactly how it happens with all the other fucking politicians as well. They're just not like abusing tigers, but they're all pieces of shit too. And they're all just attention whores most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're like primarily motivated to like help others. No. no. And it just like seeing his whole backstory and then it leads to like running a campaign. It just it's too his perfect. Little it's campaign like, this manager. is the pathology that leads one to want to have political power. Yeah, his, his campaign, campaign manager was so funny. Was my favorite when he was like it was single handedly the worst experience <laughs> of my yeah. entire life. That was really And then funny. he took a big drag of his vape and like that movie was actually really good. Like really comedic comedically timed well how he was the walmart manager he's like i knew he was batshit crazy when he came in to get ammo every day can you Um, imagine he was a libertarian he's like joe doesn't know what a libertarian he still doesn't know imagine working in a walmart as the manager of the ammo section in fucking oklahoma like can you i bet you joe is not even the craziest guy that he met and then joe exotic coming up to you and being like hey would you want to quit your job and be my campaign manager and saying yes you have to do it you have to do it like overrode anything else he's like you know i i love politics and i've always wanted it was my dream job he seemed like a pretty like he was obviously fucked up but he seemed somewhat sane yeah i thought he was all right like he's nothing that we saw anyway pointed to any sort of like i mean he did straight up say though he was like i didn't care about like anything i just wanted to do the job like that's pretty shitty he didn't care about like if the animals i guess it's like honest you don't but you don't have to really care about everything to be a good person i'm not saying that but i'm saying i i don't think i would work for someone to endorse this person to run for parliament or not parliament but governor or whatever if he's literally doing the things that he's doing he knew it was fucked up i don't think he's a good person just because he's a little cute and like comedic about it oh i didn't i didn't say he was a good person i just didn't think he was like i don't think he ever thought he would actually want win i thought he was just like yeah sure i'll like work on this campaign and i'll see like where it goes and i'll get some experience and that's that his, his animal like thing to shit. me seemed more of like apathy or like that just wasn't his like field of interest. and again like, like i i don't i don't know what like what's the difference with, like this is a stupid question but like we keep lots of animals in enclosed spaces like w- like do tigers fare poorly in those conditions like i, yes. I really i on, yes. i don't know like they're just on it's like the it's like the sea world thing like it's just like yeah they just they fare very poorly in that and they're not domesticated animals and they're being exploited for money people are handling them they're being fed fucking garbage expired walmart food like it wasn't a good situation i think i think i think the documentary makes that point too and i thought that was one of the best points about um keeping them in captivity is that all that money the millions and millions of dollars can go to supporting them in the yeah that was the very yeah, last thought- point of the whole documentary and i was like Thank you, campaign manager, for but it was a weird thing together. for a libertarian to say. I was like, "Do you know that you're a libertarian, my dude?" Like, wait, the camp. Can we just go back to Joe Exotic's campaign for a second and how he was handing out condoms and like throwing them at like the oh kids in the audience? He got, at <laughs> so he got 19% of the vote for a governor. Like, that's <laughs> pretty good. Like, and Oklahomans are ready for too. a gay governor, you guys. Yeah, that's sick. And also, like, with all the Trump stuff, he at least live and breathe that mentality that, like, oh, you can have a beer with this guy or whatever people fucking mm-hmm. like about Trump. Like, he he was yeah, actually he really was that, like as opposed to Trump, who's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like those people who did vote for deal. Trump, the southern states are obviously going to like that guy. Like, he he was kind of more the real deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I, uh, if I didn't know all that stuff about him and he just came up to me and had a conversation with me, I'd be very intrigued and... and like yeah it's sure, just like not? crazy that these people are just doing this right now you know what i mean like like someone, owning tigers just owning tigers running for fucking governor <laughs> oh crazy. The, the part where he's sitting on the panel i guess it was the other when he made that uh, nominees for governor yeah he made that like <laughs> shitty joke that was like i forget what it was but Ooh. all that made me so happy to see all these like prissy formal men just didn't he so say something like um i was gonna introduce my wife but my husband's at home feeding like some obscure animal something he was like I've, my baby yeah, he's kangaroo. like i've always wanted to say that <laughs> and the whole audience was like and no, no. one laughs, laughs. <laughs> and it's all these like 
Um, I, sorry, I'm going off topic, but one of my favorite aspects of the documentary was seeing these people in their formal wear or what they think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like, like, in his deposition when they're filming him, we couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, he was wearing an Iron Man t-shirt, but it was clearly a new shirt because it was clean and there were still creases in it and stuff. Or like, he went to Walmart and brought like fancy new I'm like Iron the Man beige t-shirt. cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> but they all still wear their hats they'll wear yeah. like a suit but they can't not wear the hat oh um, one of my favorite quotes was when he's uh, trying to push like or try, trying to go against Carol's policy and it was just such a strong American quote she's spending a million dollars to tell me I can't own a tiger fuck no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get behind that. <laughs> when you sense. put it that way, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when when uh, also with the campaigning, not with his direct political campaign, but all the like politics behind it all. How fucking genius was it when Doc Antle was get getting in there really quick with the politicians, getting them to take pictures of like the baby tigers, and then yeah. Carol would try and go there and like get them to pass these bills that would make that oh, really unpopular yeah, that was really smart it, yeah i was like damn that's right and then and um joe like i guess uh implemented that a little bit with travis's death and his remarriage and he gets the mom there like mm-hmm. they're just so fucking crafty and I it's like, like I don't it's think already think so hard to get people to like even listen to any sort of animal bill or anything about animal related in like law and law processes and stuff like that like you can't get anyone to listen about that to that shit so it's like him doing that fucked her absolutely fucked her i think the greater good of this docuseries is the fact that it shed light on all of these things and how fucked up it is and no one now like you know all all the people who would see like a baby tiger and want to post it on instagram they will be so shamed now so that's yeah. a plus. I, mean, yeah. I was entertained Kinda. and I also learned that like I know it sounds stupid but I didn't know zoos were bad so I don't know. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> I, I, do. like I, I kind of agree but not really because in all of the episodes animals were never really in the forefront unless the people were talking about them. Like this was not a documentary about the mistreatment of animals. This was a look into the drama between a bunch of criminal freaks who all happen to fall under the same yeah, umbrella. Yeah, no, it was definitely like, a character study first and foremost, but I think that like Well, the underlying you know, thing the, was the that message they were is using there. these animals. I don't think to... that was the underlying thing at all. I think it was just a story about them and animals happened to be a part of it. Like I disagree. Yeah. I think that that by using, they were almost exploiting the people to make a case for the animals. I thought it was actually really well done. And also, I, I said this to Sonia earlier, but I thought the documentarians did a very good job of making it pretty, not uh, unbiased. They didn't really make a point, but they made a point just by, well, like a documentary is supposed to just show you Yeah, they let the the, they let this stuff speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of kind of like, you know, shoving it down your throat, it just kind of was like... Yeah. Uh, presenting the information and I think that the conclusion is kind of there for for the taking yeah like obviously it did shed a little bit of light on the animal stuff I just don't find it like if they really wanted to make people feel something they would have showed all the fucked up shit they were doing you know what I mean like people are like but, oh, but they didn't that have... doesn't work for everyone I wouldn't have watched a documentary like that so I think that those documentaries guess, yeah. exist and like PETA does that and stuff and there's there is a mar- like there is documentaries like that that exist and there's other documentaries such as planet earth that are focused solely on the animals and attempt to get more people to care about them and then this documentary is for people kind of in between and i think that's and they're 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 capitalizing on how prominent social media is and how this is good for sure going to go viral absolutely and well, i think that's a really great way to make a point it, it also kind of because because i think the central message here is that obviously the people who go there to pet the tigers they really don't know and so this really brings light on how these like it totally innocuous things like we're just trying to get a picture with a baby tiger it's so cute like it mm-hmm. looks happy what could possibly be the problem like mm-hmm. look at all this crazy shit underlying all it you go past one guy and there's three more crazy guys with more fucking crazy animals yeah like yeah. it, it's it's it like gets to how like it happens i guess by accident and like how people don't know and how they maybe should be more aware of these things before they just uncritically accept 
these types of entertainment people are so like gullible to that sort of shit too because it's like even in travel and stuff in places like thailand and different countries people are like come to our tiger sanctuary come to our elephant sanctuary and the reason they can call them sanctuaries is because the word sanctuary has no laws or like restrictions attached to it so they can call fucking anything a sanctuary and people go there and get pictures with tigers and it's like those tigers are fucking starved they're abused they're attached to rusty chains 24 7 like it's fucked but people read the word sanctuary and are like oh cool i'm gonna go touch this tiger and it's like people need to start critically thinking of about animals in a way other than what they can do for them like they have their own intrinsic value and people don't understand that I think that uh, kind of on what you said about the the words and the laws and sanctuaries, how people don't know that, I thought another strong point of this documentary was them kind of shining a light on that and really, maybe I'm reading too far into it, but kind of, you know the part where they were talking about how Joe made his big cat thing the exact same as hers oh yeah Yeah. but that kind of that kind of showed how easy to me it showed how easy it is to call yourself whatever you want and it doesn't have to have that's why i said at the the beginning every single character in this documentary is exploiting animals they're just wearing different masks no i know but i that what i'm saying that the documentary that that did a good job of showing how easy it is for them to do that without forcing it down your throat because unfortunately a lot of people get really defensive when you start just showing fucking animal murder videos mm. like you don't want to watch that and it's this did it in a way that doesn't I'm, make people like, I'm, feel guilty my, my argument wasn't even too like you don't need to show like them abusing animals but i'm just saying like every single like statement every single thing even when they were talking about animals it was all i i i i i or about the people like there wasn't a moment in the entire documentary where they sat down showed you any facts or figures about the tigers or lions or animals they didn't tell you any really information on them other than what the what was affecting the people you know what i mean it's like oh we, well, were, ta- no, they, we were taking the I, shit off the walmart bus and bringing it to them darn they don't have enough food but it's like wh- how did they suffer from that like they didn't say anything about the animals they were like this is happening and this is how the humans feel about it you know well no well, i mean like there were, there were multiple in the and there were multiple people who worked there including our fave guy with the blonde blonde hair who <laughs> talked about how much he loved the animals and how everything was going to shit. i know but how much he um, loved and, the animals but not anything but and, about how the animals felt but, and at the but and at the end when they were talking about how the uh misdemeanor charge against him hiring for kill they that wasn't strong enough and then they used the like 19 other counts of him putting down five different tigers because they know that that would cause more attention because people yeah, will, would get very point. furious about that. So I think also yeah, to the point to of point. speaking, and people speak in terms of how it affects them, that's how people do speak. And it showed that they were very selfish. That, like To me, that was a strength, not a weakness. It was like, oh, all they're talking about is themselves and not the animals. And that actually made the documentary's point. I'm not I'm I not thought. saying like anything to the artistic integrity of the documentary. I'm just saying like what I feel about the representation of the animals. Because this is very like human-centric in the documentary. Well, it's not for like me, really it's funny you say that. It. For me, I was the thing that my biggest takeaway, because I'm dead inside when it comes to animals, my biggest takeaway was the <laughs> fucking like, I could not believe the wretched conditions these people live in i was like holy fuck oklahoma is like i was like looking up like fucking like poverty and stuff in oklahoma after and i was like good lord like i could not believe it it. it's just it's i I don't know these people are just totally like forgotten like they call it flyover country in america because you have like the coastal elite cities that everyone gives a shit about and then there's just flyover country you just fly over to get to the other side of the to get to the other coastal elites on the other side and no one gives a shit about these people and it's like ultimately like it's not to excuse what they're doing at all but like crime and exploitation happen when people don't have good options right so yes of course like like criticize and strictly punish people who are doing these things but also they have to they don't have a lot of options i thought also to your point kind of sonia there was a whole kind of subplot and it was so brushed over and it but this wasn't the point of the documentary so i'm not really disparaging that of like this horrible mistreatment of like you're saying the workers and also Mm -hmm. women like Mm -hmm. exclusively and they i thought that kind of showed how it wasn't really about mistreatment of people as much but i don't know they were more concerned about the yeah that's that's what that's what i'm saying like i totally like i i i think it 
again it's a good thing to be talking about this stuff and it's very interesting and it like needs to be brought out but like yeah for me i was like i mean if we're gonna talk about like buried subplots like look at the fucking labor exploitation and the sexual exploitation Mm -hmm. and like the Mm -hmm. fact that no one's gonna be fucking coming to these people and helping them with with jobs to be able to prevent them from feeling like they need to engage in these whack fucking escapades of and I thought that was, that was a good thing because most documentaries and true crime documentaries will quickly sensationalize the 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 crime. Yeah, that's of, very like, true. That guy was like almost clearly a pedophile, and they never used the word pedophile or really even discussed it. They were just like kind of said it. But I was like that. I kind of thought that was co- not cool, but like it's they interesting. Didn't, they just let you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. Just... It's, it's respect the viewer. Like it's like let them yeah. draw their own conclusions. If your case is strong enough, I do think it'll come through. I do get like the the fear that it's not enough, but I think that. I think it was effective, ultimately. I guess it all remains to be seen. But. The filmmakers also, I think, did a good job of balancing, um, you know, different footage of the animals. Like, for example, that one scene um, really stuck with me when the tiger was giving birth and he was, was just, fun. like, yelling yeah, about that, the hole and, about, that and then dragging the, the baby tiger yeah. through the fence. Like, that yeah, for me, clearly that was, was supposed to instill something about an ice, the animal treatment. You're totally right, and what Sonia said, they're respecting the viewer enough to be like, you fucking know this is bad. You need me to, like, tell you over and over how bad this is. It's it's pretty um, pretty obviously bad. For me, the part in terms of animal abuse that really stuck with me was the end part with the chimpanzee. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, he said that had he been keeping these two chimpanzees from hugging each other kind of for 10 years i guess that showed his remorse but i thought that was so Mm -hmm. fucking sad the the thing you mentioned jenna that scene um where they dragged like the tiger baby out i remember like just being so on edge there because i was like what are they gonna do to this fucking baby tiger and then he like lifts it up pulls its tail down he's like it's a girl hands it off i was like yes this is the perfect just like 10 second clip of this entire documentary you know yeah yeah and it showed them, like, giving people the tigers, like, they'd be like, this tiger was born two hours ago to, like, pet and stuff. Like, that can't be good. No, yeah, <laughs> it's not at all. Mother. It's not at all good. And it's like, I, where, well, yeah, sorry, I where are the fucking, like, laws in all of this? You know what I mean? Like, how is this happening? Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the part where he was just, like, uh... I, I I got my the the blob guy. What was his name? The like strip club guy. He was just oh, yeah. like with the oh, they got me because I didn't have like my documents properly for the lemur I bought. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what? Like how does it work there? It's clearly I guess they just well because it's it's, it's, it's just a freedom so, lo- freedom loving so, state. It becomes so convoluted because in like every single state there are different laws for exotic animals and like exotic animal ownership, trade, like everything. Like some only have like. Um, just like little bylaws in place and some have like entire laws like California they have laws where like you cannot do anything with exotic animals but there's like permits you can get and all this shit and there's like the whole black market and it's like there needs to be like a sweeping federal law that prohibits the sale and ownership of all exotic animals and there needs to be more money and effort put into eliminating the black market trade of these animals like that was the big cat law they were talking about yeah but even that like you can pass that law but so much of the bad shit that happens in this industry is on the black market it's like the fucking war on drugs can wait like get these people involved in the fucking animal trade like people can make their own decisions to die of drugs these animals don't make those decisions for themselves go fucking save that i don't think the war on drugs is still hold on last (laughs) i know i was just making thoughts i have a couple questions No, I was just going to say the documentary also left it open when you were hearing um, from the prosecution about how they are not, they're nowhere near from being done and that they're going to get all of them and that, um, you know, like, for example, they were talking about Doc Antle and his potential euthanasia of the tigers and stuff like that. That was fucked. And he oh, and I hope away. he gets caught and Jeff I really want Jeff to go to jail so bad like over Joe I know Joe's bad too but I Jeff agree. is so bad Jeff in his new zoo he's too slick he's someone's gotta like uh someone's gotta take him out too much take him down take the, pig. Him the yes. fuck out okay what are your questions do you do you guys think you could ever be in a cult do you think you could ever in a- under any circumstances yeah I think I would a run a cult by accident <laughs> <laughs> um I think not at this point in my life uh, I, and I probably not ever, but I mean, at, at more vulnerable points in my life, I I could see how that works. 
I sure. think Sonia, you I... would just like not know, and you would totally be in a cult. <laughs> you would <laughs> like, be in no my idea. accidental cult. I... I would accidentally start running a cult, and you would be my follower. You would be like the fucking <laughs> be the vice president. Yeah, and Jenna, you would fully be in a cult. <laughs> yeah, I'm very susceptible. To... <laughs> I think a lot of people that get dragged into cults, like a very uh, common factor among them, is having poor social ties and like bad parents and mm-hmm. or neglectful parents yeah and then they and offer something to on you. a serious yeah, note and you're, but, like, you're searching no, for something any of us that have... you are yearning for that you don't that you feel there's like a hole in another yeah. place they, they wouldn't be able to get me and like animals, issues with though. men for no, sure they wouldn't but no, we they... would like oh man now i'm gonna try and think of ways that i could get you in my cult sonia I'll come back you to you. I mean, back in the that. day when we used to, like, do <laughs> recreational drugs, I feel like that's the only, like, in for me. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that'd be so funny, guys. We'll do It wouldn't even be cult. hard. It would just be like, <laughs> I have free M forever. Like, I guess I'm in your cult. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. So we would be, like, the the Travises of, no, wait, but. <laughs> the hot ones. We would story. be the hot ones. I wish I didn't the say hot. that. <laughs> yeah, we would be the hot ones. <laughs> He was cute. Also, just side note, he had really good teeth for a meth head. Like, yeah, I guess, his good teeth yeah. were, like, one of the first things I noticed. I guess him. it pays to die young for, for your teeth's sake. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. your last mugshot is looking good. <laughs> Holy fuck, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, is that your only question, or are there more? Um, I was going to say, this is obvious, but um, would you have sex with a man when you were single to pet a baby tiger? No. 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 I don't no. understand how that works. They were just like, yeah, it's so easy. You just like show the tiger and like entice the women. And I'm like, it's I don't so get it. I think it's like you show, I, I do get it. Cause it's like, oh, come up. These people are all fucking drunk and on drugs. And in Las Vegas, you're like, come upstairs and there's a fucking baby tiger. And uh, then you it go activates your I don't your, think like, they're like, and now have sex no, with me. No, I know. It's like, you're just like I, 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 That's what I was trying to like work through. I'm like, so how, like walk me through this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just, I think it just like gets them to the hotel room and therefore it is then easy. And I guess to, there's like, got to be something cool about a guy with like a a, a tiger maybe they're thinking like he's got to have, have some sort of like access it's to like also, it's also resources a, it's also a money something. thing like the like um yeah. very like rich people have so much access to things that we would never even think of and like the like exploiting animal business is one of them any parting words before ainsley serenades us with some sanctuary facts <laughs> That's not what I'm doing, but I don't know. I was just going to say Canada wise, um, if you guys want to get involved in anything, you can Google up petitions. There's a couple floating around for federal and provincial exotic animal laws. So yeah, um, Google that and you can sign them, sign your name and you can be an active part of creating change. And um, if you find any wildlife that are injured or abandoned or orphaned um, you can always visit in Ontario you can visit ontariowildliferescue.ca and it's a great resource Um, they have a number you can call and they'll direct you to the closest rehabilitation center or wildlife center near you they do a lot of amazing work and always need volunteers and donations so if that's something that interests you definitely go check them out and they also have a massive amount of information on Canadian wildlife and what to do or not to do when encountering them so that's cool and this isn't really exotic animals related, but I found this amazing group called Save Res Dogs a while back, who are based in Saskatchewan, not-for-profit, entirely crown-funded. Um, they work with communities, mostly Indigenous, to rescue, rehome, and get much-needed veterinary care to stray dogs, and gen- generally address issues in these communities that are faced with their dog populations and helping dogs in need. So you can check them out, too, at their website, saveresdogs.com, and they also have an Instagram. And... And at any time, if you want to do anything, even tiny for animals, go to your local SPCA, donate or volunteer. And that is wow. my spiel. Uh, so we are doing tiger. God's work. Social awareness. Oh my god! Someone play us out with a Sarah McLaughlin song, and then some What's like a Sarah McLaughlin sad even? picture. You know, oh, from the in the in the eyes. Of you know, they'd always overlay it over like sad pics of like poor children or animals. It's like a faded. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, they use, on their they face. use the angel song over. Uh, <laughs> no, it's the. They use it for the animal yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so 
that came on my Spotify the other day, and I just, like, didn't turn it, and I, like, almost started crying. <laughs> I've been gazing out the window. <laughs> oh, that's what they get you. That's what they get you. This song worry. is so sad. All right, guys, I really yeah, gotta don't go. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna piss myself. I'm gonna pee my right. pants. Okay. Everyone. Right. Okay. Tiger queens Thing. for life. cool cats. See, cool bye, cats cool kittens. All your crazy cats and kittens. Sonny keeps getting Ha, 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 ha